I want me some glory hope. Yeah! Hello and welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank Agent Havry, Glory Hole Seeker, for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevenson. I'm joined as always here on the Sports Patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? Ooh, alright, alright. Here we go, Bo Stevens. It is championship weekend and if you don't mind giving me some space here buddy i'd like to tell the glory hole seekers about some of my championship resume oh god yep please be quiet um first of all (laughs) first of all in college uh, junior college i won a ping pong championship okay it's more of a it's probably more of a rec center get together and mm-hmm. i think i got second place but they gave me a <laughs> tiny trophy so that absolutely counts now if you go back to the fifth grade i won the times table championship okay i turned in my paper before anyone else i mean there were a couple of asians that beat me but that doesn't count they i mean they came straight from the china sweatshops where they were doing where they were doing math all day and making Nikes for LeBron James. But my best, my best accomplishment, Bo Cephas, is that my doctor calls me a scientific and biological anomaly. Now I don't know what that means, but he says if they swab my dang dang one more time, that it literally might fall off. You know what that you know what that tells me, Bo Cephas? I gots me a championship dang dang. It's me, Longhorn, Magic Johnson, Tiger Woods, uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. Got to throw in a white guy so I don't feel inadequate. Bottom line, people, is I feel right at home here during this championship weekend, and I cannot fucking wait to see what happens. Now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when they need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My apologies, Mr. President. I'll try to do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks. Premium picks and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! 
Love that money. Now, since we are that good and people do love us, we have an additional YouTube show in collaboration with 105.3, the fan in Dallas called The Degenerate, with our very own Bo Sivas and world famous RJ Choppy. Murray and against Zana, left side, swings this one, Holloway for three, and I set fire to the rain. Watch it pour as I touch your face. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast. Bo Cephas, as always, here on the sports patio, we got the TVs going. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, fucking disgusting cow choice of the week. Well, thank you very much, sir. Sir, tonight I am drinking The Boot by Abita Brewery in Abita Springs, Louisiana. It's Uh a very good Kolsch beer. I gave it 3.75 stars out of 5 on the beer app. And this beer is very special because it's only sold in the state of Louisiana, which I was in a couple days ago, Longhorn, and I brought some back because I took my old man down there to the boats to throw some dice. And uh, the reason why I bring this beer up is because they gave me the old boot out of the casino the other morning because, uh, whoo, did I hit them for some money. So, <clears throat> to recap the story, throwing some dice, doing pretty well. There were some people at the table betting the, uh, there's bonus bets. On top of the craft table, which I don't bet because their sucker bets is 34 to 1 on all tall or all small, which is 2 through 6 or 8 through 12. And there's 175 to 1 if you hit them all without hitting a 7, which the probability odds on that Longhorn are 99.4% that you ain't going <laughs> to fucking do it. And right. that's what they're paying you, so it's probably closer to 99.8. Well, I'm sitting there betting my bets and winning some money, and I bet a $5 yo on my roll. And I hit the yo, so that's 75 bucks to me, and I'm cheering. But then the table starts cheering. I'm like, you people didn't have a yo. Why are you cheering? And I look down, and I hit the all tall. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. One of those people, 850 bucks. They bet 25 a piece on that. And I was like, shit, that's a good fucking roll for them. Mm-hmm. And then I looked down and noticed that I only needed to hit the five to hit the all small, and then that's the hit them all. And goddamn, if a couple rolls later I didn't roll three, two, and hit that motherfucker. So it was eight fifty on a all small for those people. And the guy at the end of the table had fifty bucks on the make them all, which is one seventy five to one. That paid him eighty seven hundred and fifty fucking Jesus. dollars. So all together, when I did the math on the table and the things they had bet from the dealer, yeah, my turn cost the casino right around twenty grand on a Wednesday morning at ten a.m. in the <laughs> middle of January. Yeah. So needless to say, there was some heads turned, there were some phone calls made, and it took about 45 minutes for the good patrons there to get paid out on their money. And uh, after that, I was kindly asked to leave mm-hmm. the uh, the good state of Louisiana and not come back for a little while. So I did as I was told. I took my money over the cashier, and I cashed out. And, uh, you know, we went on about our fucking day. We had some Mexican food and a pretty good day for me and the old man there. Yeah, that's that's a great story. I'm glad to hear uh, that you that you did that because every time I've been to the casino with you personally, when it's just me and you, you usually get kicked out of the casino 
from the tables because you roll out some sort of bodily fluid onto the table. Like it either comes out of your mouth from a t- up up top or it's from it's from the down below section. So I'm glad to hear you're getting kicked out for you know respectable reasons. All right, boys and girls, get to the podcast. We're going to the good, the bad, and the hard. Fucking kidding me. We're going to go over both these games in the air tonight in the NFL. And we're going to give out at least one free pick. If Longhorn allows it, maybe even two. We'll see what fucking happens. But before <laughs> we'll we get you paid, we got to get paid. And to do that, we got to go over this week's sponsor. This week's sponsor is BetAnySports.eu. I said Bet. Hey! Sports.eu is the only place to go for online gambling. All sports' names suggest they got poker, full casino games. They will not kick you out for winning too much money. I can fucking promise you that, baby. They got reduced juice, minus 105. They got same-day payouts. They welcome Bitcoin. They got the widest selections of props, parlays, and teasers on the internet. People, go to betanysports.eu. Put in code word glory hole for 35% sign-up bonus. What does that mean? Means you part of the thousand dollars, you get back thirteen fifty. You take our picks with their money. You're winning money on top of money on top of fucking money, baby. It's betanysports.eu code word glory hole. One more time, I said bet. Hey, sports.eu code word glory hole. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking. Not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? Alright boys and girls, let's start off with the good. And the good this week is Tommy Brady. (laughs) Long one. Mm-hmm. He is going, th- these numbers are unreal. He's going to his ninth conference championship game in his last 10 years. Mm-hmm. So 90% of the time for a decade, he has been one win away from the goddamn Super Bowl. And overall, this is his 19th season. He's actually finished as a starter, so not injured in his career. He's been in nine Super Bowls. So coming into the year, he's played 18 full seasons. So half of them has ended with him in the fucking Super Bowl. And if they win on Sunday, that will be number 10 in 19 years, which pretty much guarantees that no matter what happens next year, he will be in the Super Bowl literally half of every fucking season he's ever played. People, y'all need to stop and appreciate this. Stop hating on it. Just enjoy greatness at this level when you see it, because I can promise you, as somebody who's watched sports his entire life, you will never, ever see this again. Yeah, I like it. The people that love to hate on Brady, it's like it's like when Tiger was doing his thing. It's like, why waste your time hating greatness like that? Just enjoy it. And then, you know, like when they swerve off into a uh, fire hydrant and and, and and the shit goes sideways you know you can you can have a good time with that but at least on the field enjoy the fucking greatness that's exactly what it's like that 10 year run for tiger woods will never be matched and mm-hmm. all the people that wasted their 10 years wanting him to lose you'll never get those 10 years back and if you wasted the last 20 years waiting for brady mm-hmm. to fall off a cliff well, I mean, depending on your age, you've wasted most of your life. That's all I'm going to say. Just stay out of the IHOPs, Tom Brady. Stay out of the <laughs> IHOPs. 
All right, moving on to the bad. And the bad this week is Lamar Jackson. Mm. Uh, he was 14 for 24 for 162 yards. Killing six it. Po- 6.8 yards per attempt, which is below average. Zero touchdowns and another mm. pick. It's a Longhorn in two playoff games. He's averaged 171 yard passing a game. Did not throw a touchdown and throw two mm. picks. So for all of you people out there scolding us for saying Lamar is not a viable option at NFL quarterback if you're serious about winning championships, which we've been saying in fairness since he was drafted and we've never wavered because we don't do that, <clears throat> I would just like yeah. to invite all of you to the pants party where there are two average to below average penises waiting to be finessed because God damn it, we nailed it on this kid. Excuse me, did you just not hear my opening where I talked about my championship <laughs> dang dang? You speak for yourself over there, sir. But but for listen. <laughs> you know what? Just move on. What's what move on to the are you kidding me? <laughs> Alright, we're gonna move on to the are you fucking kidding me? And this week, that award goes to Andy Reid. Mm. So we had KC minus nine and a half. KC was up by double digits with the ball, outgaining and dominating Cleveland as we expected they would. And Reed decides to put his whole franchise on the line with a fourth and one that wasn't even that crucial at that point of the game, to be honest. He runs Mahomes. Mahomes gets hurt. Cleveland ends up slipping inside the cover. KC, even without Mahomes for a quarter and a half, still outgains them by over 100 yards in the game. This game would have finished in the teens at best, maybe even over 20 if the wheels would have came off of Cleveland. If Mahomes just stays in the game. Oh, Andy Reid, you fat son of a bitch. Yeah, I don't even know. I've already blocked that game out, so I've, I'm kind of upset that you're bringing this back up because that hurt last weekend, but I don't... You know, I, I wish... I, no, I don't wish that because I want to see Mahomes play. But part of me wishes that he would have got a real concussion and he had to miss this AOC championship game just to teach these highly intelligent, smart coaches who do stupid fucking things a lesson. And you don't take the best passing quarterback, maybe of this generation, and run a fucking option play like Navy on, on third and one. Just so stupid. What really pissed me off about it, what really fucking did it in for me, was when it did matter on fourth and one with literally, you know, I won't say the game in line, but Cleveland oh, would have had a chance. Oh, it was on the line. Yeah, Cleveland it was on the line. would have had a chance to win that game. Yeah. You've got fucking, uh, what what was the fucking guy's name? Henny is yeah. back there. You run a sprint right option mm-hmm. on fourth and one and let him throw the football, but yet you're going to take, like you said, probably going to end up being the best quarterback of his generation and run a fucking speed option when he needs a fucking yard. What the fuck are we even doing? Oh, Andy Reid, you fat walrus. You just never know what you got coming. All right, boys and girls, it's time you all been waiting for. It's time to go over all those wins coming in the air tonight, baby!
All right, Longhorn, it is championship weekend. And before we get started, just want to throw this trend out there for everybody. Since 2010, home favorites are 8-6 and six ATS this conference championship week. That's 57%. However, the last time both dogs covered was in 2018 when the Rams and New England were both three-point road dogs, and they both won outright. So when it's basically an even game, Look out for them dogs, and we're gonna start with that. We're gonna start with Green Bay, who is home favorites. The consensus minus three and a half right now against those top of break Buccaneers. Yeah, that's a that's a good trend. That um, man, it, it's so funny that both these games are right around three because you know, it, even though home field's not quite three points this year, it's getting closer. Honestly, with these playoffs, where they're putting some fans in there and um and with these two home teams kansas city and green bay they do kind of have significant home field advantages whether it be the weather the field turf situations we'll get into all that but um yeah it's uh i like that trend so we'll see how that all plays out and which way we are leaning now in this game this game i am not you're going to help me with this game because i i i just can't seem to land on a side that i like um, that three and a half is is certainly juicy and almost feels too juicy, um, but what? Let me just let me just put it this way: Tampa Bay in these playoffs, let they have faced what's what do you call homeboy from Washington? Skins of red, the quarterback. What do you call him? Uh, the the Heineken the, kid. Yeah, the fake beer, the fake beer kid. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, ch- he changes ch- mufflers and, and sells beer. I don't know what he yeah. does for a living. He's either muffler or beer specialty. We can't quite figure it out. But that was that was their first game, and then last week they faced Drew Brees. And you know, I don't know if you saw the news about what Drew Brees' wife said, saying that he's been that he was playing with a torn... yeah, syphilis or that... oh, no, no different, different. No, oh, that's different, different uh, press release. My bad. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Drew Brees has never had his dang dang swab like the greatness of Longhorn, <laughs> but that's you know. I mean, let's not let's not hold him to who too high of a standard. But his wife said that he was playing with a torn rotator cuff. Who the fuck knows? I mean, can you really trust? Can you really trust wives? Can you really trust women? No, no. we all know the answer. We all answer. No, that. we all know it's no. You can't trust anything they say. But she did say it, so you know it makes sense because like. Tampa Bay got rolled the first two times they played, completely changed their defensive strategy in that that last game against New Orleans. They were jumping everything, and Breeze and Sean Payton either didn't have an answer schematically, which I find extremely hard to believe, or it was some sort of physical, um, just he wasn't able to push the ball downfield, which I'm actually quite surprised they didn't make a change to Jameis or... Well, they didn't have Taysom Hill, so that was that was a big loss. But I'm surprised they didn't make a change because he Drew Brees clearly could not do anything, and they were jumping every route they had. But that's not the case here. Now they're facing MVP Aaron Rodgers, and when you go back to the last time these two teams played, it was early in the season. Uh, Adams was the wide receiver. Adams was coming off it was his first game back from injury from the hamstring injury. So first game back, Alan Lazard, the other wide receiver, was out, and the tight end Tanyan, your your homeboy Tanyan, <laughs> he he was not quite established yet, like he is that like he is now late later in the season. Um, so Green Bay at that point, early in the season, was kind of searching for an identity. 
you can't completely discard it, but obviously this is, you know, like 10 weeks later, so much different story, 10, 12 weeks later. Now, news is coming out that one of my favorite defensive players in a draft three years ago, Vita Vea, might actually play and start in this game. How much he'll play, we don't know, but he, of course, suffered an ankle injury in week five, I believe, four or five. He's been practicing. He might play. And why is that significant? Well, since he's been out, Tampa Bay is allowing four yards per carry from the running backs. When he was in, 2.8 yards per carry. So if he's in there at any capacity, that is a huge, huge bonus for that Tampa Bay rush defense and can it would allow them to focus on those um, offensive weapons that Green Bay relies on. Now, here's why I'm here's why I am torn and I just cannot pull the trigger on Tampa Bay whether it's with the with the points or um, or on the money line and and I'll throw it to you and you can you can you know help sort that out. That game last week with the Rams and Green Bay, I swear to god, I'm just sitting there watching one of the best pass rush defenses in the Rams not be able to fucking sniff Aaron Rodgers and it leads me to this home field advantage that Green Bay has. I don't know what it is. They that stadium is like 9 million years old. People have been playing on this field forever and for whatever reason, it's only the Green Bay players who can figure out how to manage this field turf and get the right cleats, get the right footing, whether it's the offensive players for Green Bay or the defensive players for Green Bay, they don't miss a step. And you watch the offensive players for the other team and the defensive players for the other team, and they look like they're on fucking ice skates out there on ice, whether they're whether there's snow or not. It is truly one of the great home field advantages, whether there are fans in the stand or stands or not. It is I was you look what what's the one thing you you don't say in our business we'll see if it, it is never or always those are two words we never say as handicappers but I was watching that game last week because we had the Rams and I was like I'm never I am never ever going against Green Bay in the playoffs at home again I'm just not doing it and of course I uh, after 18 beers I, I woke up and I was I was I was done with that and that was over with but it's still it, that's that alone is keeping me away from going against them at home in this time of year because it is truly truly a game changer. What do you got? Well, on that point, I get, I think you have to take into account that Aaron Donald was a shell of himself right in that game. Yeah. He clearly was not Aaron Donald. Uh, he didn't make an impact on the game at all, and his impact affects everybody else's impact on that front because they don't blitz, so it's just four. So with him taking two and beating two a lot of times, as he does, is he is the best defensive lineman of his generation. And if you want to debate that, you can just go stand in the corner and talk to yourself. Uh, with him not being that dude, I think that was a huge factor in that. And as far as Green Bay at home in the playoffs – I mean, I think you're forgetting about the greatness of Mike Vick, who went up there and beat Green Bay, the oh only player God. to go do it. And, you know, if you look at the similarities between Michael Vick's athleticism and Tom Brady's athleticism. What I year mean, I, was that? I think that's, you know, they're pretty much the same player, right? I mean, well, no, they're not. They're uh, not. And what uh, year was that? Like, good Lord. Uh, fuck, I don't uh-huh. know. 2000, 
Mm-hmm. Four, maybe. Something like I think that. I was. I think I was winning my my uh, junior college ping pong championship when that <laughs> when that when that happened. Like, good lord, that was a long time ago. They don't lose at home this yeah. time of year. No, that last part was a joke. But I do think that I do think the Donald thing was a huge, huge factor of that game. And you and I were texting back and forth, and you you said it several times. Like he doesn't. He's not getting push. He's not making him. He's not because he wasn't healthy. He just. I mean, his wife didn't tweet about it or whatever the fuck or you know. <laughs> But he clearly wasn't healthy because, you know, he's got his bitch under wraps, so she don't, she's not out there talking, you know, like, you know, Drew Brees' wife out there blabbing her fucking mouth. But whatever. Yeah. All right. He was, where, no, he, not only was he not a, what, was he a no-show, he was hurting them. Like, he was getting. He really was. Yeah, I mean, besides the penalty, he was getting pushed, and he was just terrible. He, they would have been better off with whoever. The backup was. When's the last time you've seen Aaron Donald take a bad penalty like that? When's the last time that's happened? No, and that that tells me that he was hurt, frustrated because he, yes. he couldn't make a difference. Of so course, he was pissed. Yeah, we pissed. we we undervalued. Which I mean, we don't know. We're not we're not in the fucking medical meetings. Like we, he said he was a he said he was good to go. They said he was good to go. I mean, we can only assume that he's at least going to be. 75, 80% of what he normally is. Well, he was fucking negative of what he normally is. So I think that's a good lesson as we get to in the next game. Just keep that in mind that players will go no matter what no matter what the fuck is going on. If they can yeah. walk, they're going to play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Which, to your point, sometimes the team should like, no, just set this one out because you're really not doing us any good. They won't but do hey, it. No, they won't. Uh, the power rankings on these team, team, two teams have these teams dead even. So depending on whether you're giving two or three on home field, because you have to get they do have fans in the stands, and it is a legitimate home field advantage, as you said. So you have to, I think you have to at least give two. At if least. You want, if you want to give three. No, then, I'd say two and a half. Okay, so it's a half point delta to Tampa Bay then, and zero value worse if you give them three. So it's a dead even team. However, the only team that Tampa Bay has played all season that is as good as Green Bay in our power rankings is New Orleans, who beat them badly twice. Obviously, they beat them last week. They won a turnover batter, but New Orleans had to turn that ball over four times to lose that game, and they definitely needed three of those. The last one's more of a coffin nail turnover, but still, right. the yards were even, the first downs were even. It's what, it would expect, what you would expect from two teams that were that even, that close in our power rankings, but the turnovers made a difference just like they made a difference in the second game that they played. So you could say that Tampa Bay doesn't do well versus their best, best against the best teams in our power rankings, and that's true. New Orleans lost twice. Kansas City lost. Rams lost. But they did beat Green Bay very badly. So now you have to ask yourself, is there a reason for that, or is it a one-off? Well, if you dig into the ATS results from Tampa Bay, you find another pattern kind of behind that pattern. So Tampa Bay is 9-8 on the season ATS, so from an expectation standpoint, they're slightly above average. The interesting thing is this. They've covered against the average DVOA defense of 21st in the league. They have not covered against the average DVOA defense of 9th. Green Bay 17th, so below average. So I would say that was a reason for them beating Green Bay the first time. Now, even inside of that, the nine teams that Tampa Bay did cover against were DVOA average rush defense of 23rd. The eight teams they did not cover against were average of ninth rushing DVOA defense. Green Bay is 18th DVOA defense, so again, that would be another real reason. 
Now, Tampa Bay is 28th in the league at rushing percentage of 37%. So, obviously, rushing isn't their main attack. So, why would they cover better against teams that don't defend the rush well? Well, if you dig into those games that they covered, they actually ran the ball at an average of 40.5% of the time. So, that's 350 basis points better than their average. In the eight games they didn't cover, they only ran the ball 31% of the time. And remember, just because they didn't cover doesn't mean they didn't win. So it's not like they were behind having to catch up and pass. That's not that's not the case. They just didn't run it, and they didn't cover. 600 basis points less than their average. I think it's clearly Tampa Bay bringing the multiple nature, or Tom Brady bringing the multiple nature of New England offense and changing week to week to attack the defense where they can be efficient and not trying to do what they already know they're not going to be able to do. And you see very smart coaches do this. You don't see them to the extreme as Belichick does, but you did see it last week You know, in Buffalo where McDermott, said, you know, we know we can't run very well, and we damn sure know we're not going to run against Baltimore, so fuck it, we're not even going to try. So the smartest coaches are going to the extreme on these measures. Now, in that game against Tampa Bay, or, or sorry, against Green Bay, Tampa Bay had the highest rushing percentage of any play call they did against any other team all year long. They ran the ball 55% of the time, and again, they run the ball 37% on average of the season, 55% of that one game. Now that makes sense because not only are they attacking Green Bay where Green Bay's biggest weakness is, they're also keeping the ball away from Rodgers, which is their greatest strength. So that's where I'm at. I think it's a matchup nightmare for Green Bay from that perspective. But here's the other thing inside of that, and this is kind of my last note in this game. And I haven't heard this anywhere else in the week, and I'm not saying that somebody won't dig it up, but... I haven't heard it anywhere else. So mm-hmm. this is exclusive to us. T- Tom Brady, for his career against Mike Pettin defenses, who's the defensive coordinator for the for the Packers, he's 10-3 straight up, 24 TDs and 7 picks. And that goes all the way back to 2009 when Pettin was the D.C. of the Jets. And, you know, that's when the Jets were actually good, right? The Jets, actually, one of those three losses is actually in the playoffs. They beat uh, Tom Brady and New England in the divisional round. So they were a really good football team back then. And he mm-hmm. still dominated that. All the way to the Bills and then to the Packers, which not just this year in the Packers, but in 2018, New England played the Packers and Brady threw for 294 in that game and a touchdown with a rating of 99. And New England won 31-17. to So whatever it is fundamentally that Mike Patton's defenses <clears throat> do, Tom Brady seems to have a really good beat on it. And we all know the man's like a goddamn football computer. So, he's not going to lose, you know, that muscle memory. And then if you look at where the sharpest money came in in this game, so the game opened at four. Uh, it's down to three and a half, three at some place. It's been bet down. 82% of the early money came in on Tampa Bay to gobble up that four. And it's still coming in. It's starting to even out a little bit now. But the sharpest money came in early on Tampa Bay now. Where the public goes from here, you might think they bet Tom Brady. You might think they bet Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I think it stays around three. It's not going to go low below three. I know that. You no. might say three and a half. We'll see. But the earliest, sharpest money came in and bought Tampa Bay off that four to the three and a half. And that's where I'm leaning in this game. I think it's just it's a bad matchup for Green Bay. Um, it's a good matchup for Tom Brady. And, you know, if you look at Tampa running the ball in that game, I think Ronald Jones, that was his best game of the year. If you can run the ball and keep and keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, 
That's your best chance for success. And I think, honestly, my best bet on this game is going to be the under 52. I think that's way too high total. I think this game, you know, is right around that 23, 17, 24, 20, somewhere in that range. That's where I think this game ends up. Well, yeah, I mean, like if you're leaning in Tampa, of course, that's a perfectly correlated um, uh, bet for sure. And actually 51, what would you say, under 52? I'm not, I'm not sure where it's at right now, but 51 was the second um, most likely combined total of the season right behind 44 or 45, I believe. So it's, it's right at that key at that key over under number, um, you know, so kind of cons- like consensus right now is 51 and a half. You can get it at 52 and a half at sportsbetting.com, but pretty much everywhere it's 51 and a half at this point. I mean, there, there you go. Like, I mean, if you're like, like, those are key numbers, like there's key numbers between over with over and under, it's just like there is with the lines, like three, seven and 10, there's key numbers in over unders also. And 51 is, is a big, big over under key number. So if you do like, the under then getting getting it at 52 would be uh amazing and correlate with your tampa bay selection there and i you know what i like that i like that that petting thing that's a big one i really like that and uh, you know that i hope you are right and that i am wrong because we've talked about it for weeks in a row now that i've got that 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 golden ticket on tampa bay and we'll get into that later but let's move on to the next game all right, moving on to Kansas City where the world champion Chiefs are hosting those Buffalo Bills. And this game is down to three points. Kansas City minus three points at home. Down to three points. We will see what happens with that line as it moves forward. Now, this Bocephus is my finest, my finest work. And I... I don't, I don't know, man. That brunette last week. Um, yeah, well, you know, she that she was charged up there. That was up she there. charged a little much. She's a little <laughs> pricey, but you know, like she, it was good. I mean, she 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 thought a little highly of herself. But that's all right. You know, we got we got company credit cards. It, it works out. So listen, I'm not going to make any bones about it. I dug into this game, and I think I found something that no one else has talked about. At least I haven't heard anybody talk about it. And uh, I'm going to flop it out. I'm going to flop that that uh, championship <laughs> dang dang out on the table, and I'm going to call my shot. <laughs> Buffalo is going to cover. Buffalo is going to win this game. So let's get it out of the way. Hit that sounder right now, Bo Cephas. Let's get it out of the way. When I dug into this game, I went back to week five when Buffalo played and lost at Tennessee. And that was that weird COVID situation game where Buffalo was supposed to play at Tennessee on Sunday. They, of course, flew in on Saturday. They got stuck there until Tuesday. Were they playing? Were they not? Nobody knows. There were. It, it was the worst situation that a team had had to go through all year long with this COVID bullshit. Now, they finally did play the game. It wasn't canceled. And, you know... It, of course, they lost. It was a, a, you know, a scheduling quirk like that. When you don't know if you're playing or not, that's. It, I don't want to say that it's a scheduled loss, but when something like that happens, it's it's almost expected. Now, uh, and it and it was no, by it, far. It was. It, 
it, that was like the Pittsburgh versus Washington game. Exactly. It, you knew it was, it was coming. It was, it was a schedule loss for sure. Yeah, and now it it was their only true poor performance that Buffalo had all season long. Now, fast forward to only six days later from that Tuesday night Tennessee uh, Buffalo at Tennessee game. Now Buffalo has to face the world champions. And on top of that, Kansas City, the world champions, they're coming off 11 days rest because they got to play Vegas on the normal scheduled Sunday, a game which they lost, by the way, 40-32. to So what you have now is a pissed-off Kansas City team coming off a road loss, going, uh, going and playing a Buffalo team that's coming off short rest, and we all know what what Andy Reid is coming off extended rest, so that's a that was a bonus for them. And um, the the biggest COVID fuck job of the season. So those two games, those two losses back to back, and some of the weirdest scheduling quirks that you have all year. And what's significant about those two losses, Bosevis, is they only had one other loss all season long, and it was to Arizona. In the Hell Murray game, um, so I love. The, look, without those, if, if those two games are played on normal time, maybe they win one of them. If that Hell Murray is not completed, which we all know the percentages of a Hell Murray, maybe they win that game. You, you might be looking at a fifteen and one Buffalo team here, and this game would not be being played in Kansas City. It would be being played in Buffalo, and the Bills Mafia would be going crazy. I'm not 100% sold that Buffalo's not the better team here. And any injury or lingering, I don't think he I don't think he did have a concussion, so I'm not even worried about that. But any toe lingering effects that he might that Mahomes might have, that's just that's just a bonus. That's frosting on the cake to me. So I love Buffalo here. I love them with the points. I love them on the money line. And if you dig into that actual game that Buffalo and Kansas City played, it was a bad weather game. Kansas City outgamed Buffalo 466 yards to 206. They dominated time of possession 38 minutes to 22 minutes. Yet with two minutes left in the game, Buffalo, it, it was a one possession game and Buffalo w- was only down six. Now, Kansas City drove down, kicked a, kicked a, a field goal with two minutes left and, and uh, ended up winning the game by nine. But Buffalo could not have played any worse in that game. And it was a one-possession game with two minutes left. I love, love, love Buffalo here. I, I'm calling my shot. Buffalo's going to win this game. And you can talk me out of it. Go ahead. Well, the first thing I'll say is the biggest fuck job of the year. Uh, the Denver Broncos just uh, emailed into the show. <laughs> oh, and they sorry. like a word with you. Yeah. Um, I, my apologies, Denver. You, you're right. But what I will say is this. So we're talking about the injury to Mahomes. So this game, this game is actually all over the board. So Circa, I think it was Circa, might have been William Hill. They put this game at Buffalo minus two uh, right after the game in Kansas City. And that quickly got bet so hard it was taken off the board. Mm. It opened back up at uh, Kansas City minus five. So if you look at... What Mahomes is worth in the spread, and it's debatable, right? But it's between, I'd say, a fair market value. As if you could agree or disagree, I think it's between seven and eight points for Mahomes. Fair. I was gonna value. say. I was gonna say eight. Yeah, I think it's eight too. But 
basically it was at two, then it went to five. So Vegas kind of says seven. Now that's been immediately bet down to three, immediately. So that tells you that the sharp early money does not believe that Mahomes is going to be a hundred percent. It's what not and like you said, not the I don't think he had a concussion. It's the foot thing. Now here's where the rub gets interesting because. If you watch the game, and Romo is, is as astute as he is, and he's the fucking, he's the GOAT, as far as I'm concerned. As Here we go. Current. Here we go, Jim. <laughs> uh, he made, you know, the comment that Mahomes could not throw the out to the left with that stepping right. on that foot. Now, here's where just, you know, my common knowledge of people that throw, you know, footballs, baseballs, whatever, you know, if a pitcher gets his blister on his hand, they're in the middle of a game. He, you know, he can't quite find his place and whatever. By the time his next start comes around, he's had a bullpen. He's he's had time to work on it. He'll make the adjustment. He's a professional pitcher. Patrick Mahomes is a professional quarterback, and not only that, he's got the best arm talent game. He's not gonna miss those outs to the left. That ain't gonna happen. Even if his toes hurt, he'll make the adjustment. He'll figure out where he needs to, you know, step arm angle. He'll he'll figure it out. Like that dude is fucking. He's the shit. So that's not what's going to impact him at all. However, and I think this lends back to the stupid-ass call that Andy Reid made in the Are You Fucking Kidding Me? I think if he's hobbled, it does have a significant impact to Kansas City offense because of this. Kansas City is the number one expected points added rushing attack in the NFL. And a lot of people say... Well, who gives a shit? Running the ball doesn't matter. It's 2020. It's all about throwing. Well, for all those fucking people, which I've always disagreed with, 12 of the top 14 teams on expected points added, rushing the ball, made the playoffs. 12 of the top 14 teams in the league. So if you think that running the ball doesn't matter, you're fucking wrong. Now, where people get confused is they look at raw numbers at rushing the ball and all that kind of things. And that's not what it's about anymore. In the NFL, running the ball is about being efficient doing it. Kansas City is the number one expected points added rushing attack. However, if you take Patrick Mahomes out of it, take his rushes out of the mix, they become below average, which means by the rankings, they would not have made the playoffs. So I think if he's hobbled on the toe and he's either hesitant to run or is not as effective, which he... Expected point added is an efficiency rating. It means how efficiently do you do it? Not how often do you do it, not how many yards per carry. It's how efficient are you when you actually do it. And if you if he's less efficient, so they're not number one, and he's not 100%, maybe they don't go all the way to average. Maybe they fall to 14, 15, somewhere around in there, maybe a little bit above average. That is a significant, significant impact. And Buffalo, by the way, Nobody equates them with a rushing team, but they have seven rushes last week. But they are the number nine expected points added rushing offense in the NFL because when they do run, they're very, very efficient with it. And that makes a huge impact on this game. And that's what has me really loving Buffalo on this one. And then there's a very obscure trend that I'm confident you won't hear anywhere else. And that is when a team loses to another team by more than seven points in the regular season, in the history of the NFL, 
They face the same team in the playoffs, and they're the dog. They cover at a 70% clip. So that would be Buffalo. They lost by, I think you said nine, right? In the regular season, they're dog once again. That's a 70% historic cover. So, yeah, I've got, I like the Bills heads up here. If you look at our power rankings, it's a dead even team again. If you want to give three for the home field or whatever, that's fine. But here's here's my last thing on this one. If you think like us and you agree with us that Buffalo is a play, I'm going to advise you to wait till Sunday to bet this game. Because I truly believe, and it's just my belief, that the public money is going to come in so hard on Kansas City once Mahomes is officially announced in and everybody's all jazzed up and all the money. I think that Kansas City would at minimum go to three and a half in this game. And Longhorn, I mean, we've seen the money come in so heavy on these championships. It could move a full point. They could get to four. So don't be scared by the juicing it up. That's going to be all the Joe Public walking in and placing bets. Don't worry about it. But also... I would not bet it at three at this moment. I would wait because I think at a minimum you're going to get the hook. You might even get the full point. So if you don't like the money line, you just want the bills to cover, just be patient and wait on it, and you're going to get a better value on Sunday than you will today. Yeah, I agree with that. I can, I can, and I'm glad that we, I'm glad that we agree on this game. It makes me feel better. Uh, love some of that data that you threw in there. Man, I just – uh, this is going to be – I'm glad they put this one as the night game, the nightcap, because, man, what a fucking great clash of – I think I think whoever wins this Kansas City-Buffalo game, I think, I think you're looking at the Super Bowl champions. I really do. Well, I'll say this. Either team that wins it, um, if Tampa Bay wins – I think either team that wins this will be the favorite over Tampa Bay. If Green Bay wins, man, you're talking about Two. probably open up. I, I was thinking pick them. No, it'll be it, – you think Green Bay, Kansas City is going to be pick them? I guess it depends on the game flow. If Kansas City comes out and dominates, definitely not. If Buffalo comes out and dominates – yeah, it depends. But right. even if, even if Buffalo comes and dominates, the public's not gonna. You know, I mean, Vegas is gonna set the market where the public's gonna think. Nobody in the public thinks Josh Allen's gonna go beat Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. They're they're not gonna think that. So, you know, I it, it might even be Green Bay favorite if it's Buffalo. I think Kansas City if they squeak by. Oh man, I mean it's 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 gonna be less than three. I can guarantee you that. So another great Super Bowl matchup we're having now. If, if Tampa wins. And say Kansas City wins, you know, three and a half probably, which give me Tampa on that. But anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there, baby. We got a great fucking Sunday of football. These are going to be two fantastic mm-hmm. games. I don't see a stinker on the schedule, which is rare. That's actually very rare for, I told you, it's eight and six against the spread for home field uh, favorites, which, you know, some of these favorites have been seven and a half, you know, 10 points. Five, six points, which means it's not really that good of football games, mostly. But these at three, it's not, like I said, not since 2018 have we seen anything like this. And even the 10 years other than that I did research, there was not another weekend. It was only three. It was only that weekend. This is going to be some really, really great football, or at least Vegas is expecting it to be. And I'm expecting it to be great football, too. Can't wait. All right, boys and girls, that was all them wins coming to the air tonight, baby! 
All right, boys and girls, it's time you all been waiting for. It's time for that NFL free and free pick of the week, baby. Yeah, and for those free picks of the week this week, you're going to actually have to go to that website and check that out later because, look, guys, there's only fucking two games, and there's only three games left in the whole fucking season, so we got to be a little stingy with the picks here. But I am going to use my free pick time here opportunity to talk about the futures future picks that we have um, coming up and this offseason I am actually going to bring this to the glory hole seekers and our clients because I checked I checked with the um, the season-long futures the Super Bowl futures Bo Cephas and not only am I sitting with a Tampa Bay 50 to 1 uh, Super Bowl ticket I am sitting on a Buffalo Bills 30 to 1 Super Bowl ticket. I'm sitting on a Green Bay 20 to 1 Super Bowl ticket. And these were all placed in the offseason, somewhere between right after the Super Bowl, all the way up to, you know, some I put in right before, um, you know, right before the season starts. So I am going to stop being stingy. I'm going to actually put these out to the public in the offseason. We're going to be hitting you up with podcasts throughout the offseason, whether it's draft, talking about the upcoming season. Um, it, it, this is just too much of a big money making opportunity. And I've got three of the four teams left in the playoffs with huge, huge payouts. So I'm going to basically get paid no matter what at this point. So stay tuned. Don't turn us off when the season ends and we will be continuing to bring you the money throughout the money making opportunities throughout the off season. Um, now the money line party of the week, we're gonna have a little fun here. Okay. Because Bosevis, you you almost convinced me on the 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 Tampa Bay money line thing, and you you made such a strong argument that I'm gonna throw out a few options to our people. Because before you did your your little uh, your little handicap there, I already I already had a money line parlay with Green Bay on the money line, Buffalo on the money line, and I threw in the Dustin Poirier, which is the the UFC fight this weekend. And money line, and that pays twelve to one on those three. Now, if you are like Bosevis and you like Tampa Bay on the money line, Buffalo on the money line, and Dustin Poirier in that USC fight against Conor McGregor, that pays fifteen to one. If you just want to stick to football and you want to go Tampa Bay money line, Buffalo money line, both the underdogs, that pays five and a half to one. And like you said, wait till game day. That might that might get you know, juiced up a little better for you, um, on that, on that line. So, you know, few options here, there's only two games. So we, it's a little different this time of year, but regardless, it's been, it's been really fun and I cannot wait to watch these fucking games this weekend. And Bo Stevens, what do you got for us? Well, I'm glad that you stopped being so stingy over there and your butthole loosens up for the clients uh, as much as it does usually for those brunettes that like to, you know, mm. meddle back there. But Longhorn, tell them about that fabulous website <laughs> one more time. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. All right, you Glory Hill Seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hill Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the sports patio next week for the Super Bowl edition of the podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. 
Hit us up on any of our social medias and don't forget to subscribe to both our YouTube channels, The Football Glory Hole and The Degenerate with RJ Choppy and Bo Cephas. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our YouTube quick hits so people stop being sports stupid. Use them all, but more importantly, sign up for our free our premium picks on our website so that we may become partners for life and Bo Cephas as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bucky again. Come on. God damn it, people never pay a bucky again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby!